Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 45th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how good can the teenage years get. But before we start, I want to let you know that next Monday, September 23rd, the Power Your Parenting program will start. I still have a few spaces open. If you would like 49 days of support and access to me every week on our Lunch with Like-Minded Moms Q&A calls, contact me at colleen at dialdownthedrama.com. And dial down the drama is one word. I'd love to share more about it. Okay, let's move on. Do you ever wake up and think, I wonder how good the teenage years can get? Or do you wonder, how am I going to survive today or this week or the teenage years? Do you anticipate the joy that the teenage years are going to bring? Or do you anticipate dread, struggle, and sleepless nights? You can approach this question with a sarcastic edge to it, like, I mean, how good can the teenage years get? Or from a genuine, sincere, but doubting place, I mean, how good can the teenage years get? Or you can ask that question with vision and determination to set out on a quest to really find and experience the good in the teenage years. Before I was a therapist, I spent 10 years in full-time youth ministry with Young Life. The emphasis was really loving teens where they're at and modeling a healthy, vibrant, healthy, caring adult. I hung out on high school campuses, had lunch with teens, watched their practices, musicals, and football games. Ten years in a row, I would take a small group of teens backpacking in Colorado. And I wasn't the mountain guide or we'd still be lost in the mountains, but I was the group leader. And it was amazing the bonding and transformation that could happen in the wilderness with no makeup, cell phones, and lots of physical challenges. I would see the walls come down year after year, and the bonds between these teens were incredible. Many of those teens I'm still connected and friends with. I also took busloads of teens skiing in Colorado or to Young Life camps in the Smoky or Rocky Mountains. I knew thousands of kids, some just by name and others I knew intimately. I met them in the emergency rooms or in living rooms when we led small groups. Those years, I saw the best of teens. I loved being around them and hanging out. They were so fun, alive, hilarious, honest, and open, always ready for an adventure. Being immersed in the teenage culture for a decade probably shaved about five years of my life off, in a good way. I have never laughed harder. They kept me young. And yes, I heard the hard stories and walked them through many hard times, but overall, I saw and experienced how good it can get. Fast forward, I'd been a family therapist for 14 years. I was known in my community as an expert on teens. I felt very confident about my parenting abilities. Since I was academically trained, and been a rock star to thousands of teens the prior decade. Then, my daughter turned 11. I experienced firsthand why it's hard raising a teen. 
I tripped and fell into every drama trap possible with my daughter. And then it clicked like, oh, this is why it's hard. Like when it feels like you are losing control of your teen and they don't do what you say and they start having different opinions and push back or go underground or you're not sure they are telling the truth or they don't seem to care about their grades and their future when you have no idea what they are doing or what they might do if they were pressured by their friends. When you wonder where did this entitlement come from and disrespect and anger when you wished you could pick out their clothes, pick out their friends and boyfriends or girlfriends, and they seem to choose exactly the opposite of your choices and values. When you wish you could put something in their Kool-Aid that would make them happy, kind, thoughtful, and adhere to your morality and beliefs. And then let's throw the social media aspect in. How many times have you felt? What are they thinking by posting that picture, those words for the whole universe to see? And oh my gosh, the fear. When they do have a mistake, breaking your rules, when they can make a choice that puts them at risk or others at risk, you think if they could do that, what else could they do? So I got it why parents start to go into survival mode and count the days till their beloved graduates from high school. Because all the stuff gets stirred up inside us as moms, and it feels terrible. So we want these bad feelings to go away. And when we are triggered by fear, we are not thinking about how good can these teenagers get. We're thinking about how bad they can get. And we go into all those disaster teenage stories which isn't hard because every hour we hear another horrible thing that has happened to a teenager. And to add to my great capacity for worry and fear, I consulted for years in a county psychiatric hospital, child and adolescent unit, and supervised in the child and adolescent outpatient center that was a training center for psychiatry residents and psychology residents and master level students. And I did see every terrible thing that happens to teens and saw how that impacted families. And I'm not going to get into those details, but I'm sure you can imagine. So I know and I have seen how bad it can get with teenagers. And consequently, I have seen how good it can get with teens. And I've seen how bad it can get with teens. And we torture ourselves as parents, worrying and imagining how bad it can get. The problem is that you forget how good it can get. Unfortunately, human beings have a propensity to remember the negative and forget the positive. The truth is, the good is as real as the bad. And what I am passionate about is helping moms and dads be proactive, intentional, and strategic so that they can start to regain a vision of how good it can get. And I'm going to now steer your imagination towards how good it can get. First, I would like you to think about the best moments that you've had with your teenage son or daughter. It's sometimes hard to even remember those when you are in a more negative space, like if your daughter was just rude to you this morning. That video of her being rude may be a just on a constant replay in your head. Okay, but let's take a breath. When do you have those best moments? It could be on a family trip or adventure, going to get coffee or lunch, 
playing sports together, cooking together, watching Netflix, playing video games, just doing nothing, listening to music, playing music, hanging out, family dinners, playing with the dogs or cats, maybe going shopping. Uh, But shopping can be a breeding ground for lots of conflict. See, with teens, there are certain situations that are more prone for better moments than others. Shopping is a great example. It may look like it could be a good mother-daughter experience, but it needs lots of guidelines before it's going to be a positive moment, like your guidelines and what kind of bathing suit is okay. If you're going to buy shorts, what is too short? And how much do you want to spend? If those issues aren't discussed beforehand, it will not be a good experience. It will be a battleground. You may think family board games is a good way to create those best moments, but your teen may groan the whole time you're doing mandatory game night. Hint, anytime you use the word mandatory to a teen, they are going to push back. Um, You might think going out to a movie with a family might seem like a good idea, but it's not for the teen because the teen's stressed out if their friends are going to be there. Taking your son to a professional sports game could be a win or big fail. So you want to evaluate what circumstances, events tend to bring out the best moments for you and your team. It can be as simple as that. See, I think what happens a lot is that you try to mandate or push the positive moments instead of observing what moments actually are more positive. When I would step back and observe what were the best moments for my daughter and I, it was often the simple moments like hanging out at the house after the homework was done, taking the dog to a dog park, listening to live music, traveling to somewhere she'd never been and bringing a friend. Sometimes the hard moments were the best moments. When she had her heart broken and would come close to me to find comfort, or when she would open up and let me know what was going on in her soul, even when it was hard to hear. Of course, some of the best moments are when you witness your child succeed and you can celebrate with them. My daughter was a dancer in high school and I love watching her dance. Or when she could share her victories or good news with me. When she got accepted in a program or got a great job. I can tell you some of the moments that I thought would be the best moments weren't. She didn't like to go to movies with me. Often shopping for clothes was stressful, and going to a restaurant that I chose often did not go well. Now, I could try to force those things, or I could observe and be smarter. So once you're aware and you've observed what are the better moments, you can duplicate that. In other words, you can increase these good moments by knowing what tends to work. The good news is that often what works are the simple day-to-day things, It's catching up with a snack or a Starbucks after school. It's shooting basketball on the driveway, chasing the cat around the house, looking at dresses online. What works is being present and relaxed and laying down your agenda for 20 minutes and just being there every day. And this doesn't cost any money at all. I am all about creating healthy adventures for teens, but sometimes the most expensive vacations are not your best moments. Again, it doesn't take any brain power to imagine how bad it can get. The human being does that naturally. But a powerful question for you to ask is how good can it get? 
during the teenage years to redirect your imagination to vision and possibility. And the first step for that is to remember that you actually do have good moments because the negative moments are loud in your brain and can't erase any memory of the good experiences that you've had. And then when you do remember those moments, ask yourself, how can you increase them? Or think about this, what could even make that one moment that was good even better? What would that look like? And these are questions, discussions that you can invite your teen to be a part of. Okay, another very important question is, what gets in the way of you having these good moments or what robs you of experiencing these moments? It's always been challenging parenting teens, and that was true for you and your parents. But I believe that today's culture is one of the most stressful times to parent a teen for many reasons. First, is because you and I didn't grow up with all the social media, screen time, smartphone, laptop challenges. Our parents didn't have to deal with all those layers of challenges. We have no blueprint for this. So all of this is new territory for parents, and it has a whole new set of problems. Social media is another huge thing that you have to monitor, not only in the day, but at night. And teens with their undeveloped brains do not have the capacity to say, oh, I've been on my smartphone too long. I think I'll take a break. They are literally addicted to it. So that puts more pressure on the parents. Another huge challenge is packed schedules and pressure. There is no time to recharge for parents or kids. We are in a culture that values productivity over rest. So rest seems like a luxury and actually not as important as productivity. And there is more pressure around getting into college, and there's almost a panic in both parents and teens about having a high enough grade point average and enough activities and service hours to get into a good college. Parents feel this pressure, and so do the teens. And it's a culture where we feel the pressure to be perfect and have perfect teens and have an amazing business and look amazing and have a great husband and live in the right neighborhood, etc., etc., etc. And so we strive, strive, strive. And when we finally hit the pillow at night and we are completely exhausted, we don't feel like, wow, I'm a great parent and I've accomplished so much today. No, actually, we feel the opposite. We're not laying down and sleeping peacefully. We find ourselves wide awake, rehashing the day, beating ourselves up or worrying about how we or our teen are falling short. And then we get frustrated with our teens because they didn't take their studies seriously enough. We get angry at our husbands, we get angry at ourselves, and we want all of the stress to go away. And we are not thinking at that point, how good can it get? That seems like an absurd question at that point. But here's the good news. It really can be so much better. And I want to resurrect the hope and vision of how good it can get. But here's the truth. It won't happen naturally. The pull from these cultural influences and pressure today, combined with the challenges of the teenager and how we are hardwired to act under stress, are going to make for a very stressful home environment. So it takes intention and strategy to not let social media, the undeveloped teenage brain, 
and the pressure cooker we live in rob us of how good it can get. And that's why I wrote Dow Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. It is a guide. It also works for teenage boys, but it is a guide looking at all of these factors so you can dial up the hope and the good during the teenage years. It's a guide to live well for you, your teen, and your family. And that's why I created the Power Your Parenting program, which is starting this Monday, September 23rd. It's a seven-week program that takes one small step every day so you don't get overwhelmed. It takes 30 days to change a habit, and I throw in 19 more days just to make sure you see real change. It's designed to dial down the drama, the cultural pressures, the stress, the worry, fear, resentment, exhaustion, all the things that make you dread the teenage years. It's a program that helps you live smarter and more strategically. I give you practical takeaways about the teenage brain so that you can apply it to your parenting and your relationship with your teen. These daily lessons are reinforced with six group Q&A calls. So I can coach you personally with your specific situations with your teen in your life. I would love for you to join me. With over 50,000 hours of working with parents and teens, here's what I know. Is that the quality of your relationship with your teen matters. It doesn't magically get better in college. Sometimes the wall that gets built between you and your teen during the high school years never comes down. Yes, you're not supposed to be your teen's best friend, but often I see that used as an excuse to have a tumultuous relationship with your teen. You can have an enjoyable and authentic relationship with your teen and have positive experience while still holding on to your authority as a parent. The experiences that we help create with our teens is 10 times more important and memorable than our words. The experiences should be congruent with our words. So here's a question for you. Do you make adulthood look attractive? If all our teens see is a stressed out and angry mom, you know, adulthood doesn't look very attractive to our teens. So yes, there are going to be stressful times and you're going to have to monitor your teens, but there's so much more. You can actually enjoy your teens and they have unique gifts to give us, like their quest for new experiences, learning and growing and thinking outside the box, adventures and taking risks, meeting new people, developing their abilities, their optimism, their playfulness, and their zest for life itself. Think of how excited they get when they see their favorite band. I mean, do you have that kind of enthusiasm in any area of your life? They can wake you up from your boring doldrums of your middle-aged life. Our teens can teach us how to enjoy the teenage years and how to enjoy our lives again. They give us clues on how good it can get. Before closing off this episode, I encourage you to journal every day about those positive moments. Go on a treasure hunt. Writing them down is good because we do tend to forget about the good stuff. And then once you've identified what they are, then you can strategize on how can you increase that. Another question for you is, What could you change about yourself to make these years better? I want you to strategize for you how good it can get. 
Again, for those who would like extra support and have me there for you every week to figure all this stuff out um, during this fall semester, to dial down that drama and dial up the good experiences, I want to say again, my Power Your Parenting program is starting this Monday, September 23rd. There are still some spaces open. It will fill up. So email me if you're interested at colleen at dialdownthedrama.com. In your email, just tell me why you'd be interested and just you'd like to know about the program. All right, well, we'll talk next week. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly e-zine. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.